Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today's topic was a Facebook group request, and you should, of course, join my Facebook group, which is separate from this podcast. It's $4.99 a month, so that's even cheaper than this podcast subscription, um, and you get to talk to lots of other people who like to talk about things that I like to talk about, and lots of uh, funny memes, people with good sense of humor, sharing about their relationships, etc. Somebody on Facebook was... Um, saying that I, I should not, uh, this, is, this is not a group that is ethical because it costs money. So it, it just, just in case you're, you're a person who is against money and believes that money is unethical, um, please don't join my Facebook group. <laughs> um, anyway, so today I'm going to be talking about trusting your gut and whether you can really trust your gut um, and if that's good advice or not. And it is in one case, but not in other cases. And I will tell you what I mean by that right after I tell you to subscribe because most recently my subscriber episode, I have almost 100 now, um, is about why if you're arrogant or condescending, your wife is um, just going to kind of turn off to you. And that's like her only subconscious defense, like Gandhi, like is to go limp, you know, and not really want much to do with you if you're always being an asshole or she thinks you're always being an asshole, which really perception is reality there um, in most cases. And um, the one coming up is about the benefits of having sex when you're not feeling close. Because so many people nowadays think that the only time you're allowed to have sex is when you're just really feeling very emotionally connected. And um, within an average marriage and an average stressed out day, that means y'all are never having sex probably. So um, there, there is a competing philosophy. And I will discuss that in the next subscriber episode tomorrow. And season three is going to come because I already did two seasons of this, 200 episodes each. And at that point, more of my episodes will be subscriber only. Um, that pesky money thing, again, if you're against money, then you still do have all of the free ones. But there will be a smaller ratio of those to not free ones because um, of, you know, people are allowed to run businesses despite what my Facebook fan thought. <laughs> um, OK, so trusting your gut so it's it's tough, right? Because um, there's this big popular media conception that you should just trust your gut. Well, I mean, how are you going to trust your gut if your gut was raised in a dysfunctional family, right? I mean, you were, people are just a product of their training. And if you were trained, for example, by a parent who kind of was paranoid and was hated the world and was very... Um, angry toward people and kept telling you every man is out for himself and don't trust anyone, then later in life, your gut is going to tell you not to trust anyone. That's your gut. Your, your gut is just like the, the most basic level that you were trained at that happened even before memory, you know, like people's expressions, people's tone, and then the, the ambient sort of things that were tossed around your house that you heard, you know, like the, my always my bank analogy. Like if you had the parent who went to the bank and they were like, I asked them to exchange a 20, you know, and they said they didn't have smaller bills. So I said, God damn it. 
bring me to the manager and I got my fives. Like if, if you kept hearing stories like that all the time where like the parent was this scrappy victim going up against Goliath, you know, of like the fucking corner store, then yeah, you grow up, your gut is going to tell you to hate people and to assume that they're always out to get you. But that isn't true. So all, all your gut really means there is <clears throat> how you were wired by your upbringing. And this can be retrained by introspection, by, by, by deep reflection, and usually uh, by therapy that can expedite those things. Because no man is an island as smart as you are and as much of an autodidact as you are. So um, what is, though, the way in which I think you should always trust your gut? Physical attraction. If you are not physically attracted to somebody and your gut tells you that you do not have an attraction toward them, and in fact you are like not even really neutral, you are just not attracted to them, then you should not be in that relationship. Because a lot of people think that that can grow and I've not really seen it grow. So um, <laughs> that's just the truth. The only time where I've seen it grow is when um, women feel like neutral about a guy when they first meet him. And then eventually they grow to find him attractive and hot. And they don't even have to think he's hot. You don't have to think your husband's hot, by the way, like to marry him. You know, it, it, that's a bonus when you do. That's great for situations. Those of us who, who think their husbands are hot, but you don't have to think they're hot. You just have to think they're like, fine, you know, <laughs> like, like many women that I work with that have sex with guys that they don't think of as the hottest guys in the world. And it's fine. It's like totally fine. And, um, but men, it's good for the man to think the woman is hot. The woman just can't think the guy is gross. <laughs> if the guy, if she thinks the guy is gross at first, then that's never going to get different. Like that she had an active turnoff. There was like a physiological pheromonal, you know, disconnect there between her and this guy. And it's never going to go into something where she wants to sleep with him regularly. Uh, she may force herself to in the honeymoon stage if he's like a really nice guy and she wants to make things work. But if you really do not find the guy to be attractive at all, and he's in fact unattractive to you, then you should not marry this man no matter what. I don't care how much money he has. I don't care, you know, what a great guy he is because you're not doing an ethical thing because he deserves, if he's such a great guy, to be with somebody who is attracted to him. Um, and men need to be really attracted to their wives for things to work. And I've discussed that in uh, my podcast <clears throat> titled, and I think men need to think their wives are really hot for things to work. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can always search those, by the way. A lot of people message me asking for a specific podcasts. You can always just go into Spotify search bar, type in the Dr. Psych Mom show and like men need or something. And then it'll probably pop right up. Um, anyhow, so... But, but let's go back to trusting your gut in intimate relationships. So I have a lot of stuff about women who get men who don't treat them well and women who don't even understand that men could be people who treat women well. Like in their family of origin, their father didn't treat their mother well at all. And then their mother said, this is just how men are. So then they end up thinking that men are just, you know, kind of these guys that either they drink or they're video game addicts or something that removes them from being emotionally or physically present. They are selfish. They don't care about your experience in bed. And so given that, <clears throat> those con, you know, those confines, they just try to do as best as they can, you know? They just try to pick the cutest one out of all the assholes or something. And so they are trusting their gut. Their gut tells them, be attracted to this guy. He's great. But their gut only knows one thing, which is that all guys suck. 
And that is because that is what they were told growing up. So a woman like that, her gut is going to tell her that she's in love with this guy who treats her like shit. And all that means your gut is your imago. You're drawn to what is familiar to you. You're drawn to somebody who is like one of your caregivers. And then you fantasize about changing that person in ways you could never change your caregiver. So the woman with the father who was a drinker or who is emotionally or physically abusive is drawn to an asshole, maybe not as, as flagrant one, but she's drawn to him on a familiar gut level. And then the fantasy, the subconscious fantasy is to change him into somebody that is loving and attentive in ways that she could not change her father to be loving and attentive toward her mother or toward her. So she's listening to her gut, but her gut's telling her wrong. You know, it's like when people say your picker is broken, you know, you can't pick because you were raised to think things and to be drawn to people that are not healthy. Can this be fixed? Yes, this is a lot of what we work on in therapy, you know, both therapy, coaching, anything like that, where you're kind of exploring your subconscious biases about the world and thinking about how um, how they were just trained to, for you to think like that. You know, a lot of women think that all men are emotionally avoidant and they're really astonished to realize that they're not. You know, people say that to me in my group. People say, say that to me who are clients. They say, wow, I never realized. And these are intelligent people who have done well in their lives, you know, successful, talented people who say, wow, I never realized that all men are as assholes, literally, because I was raised to think that. Or men will say the same thing. I never realized that women aren't just selfish and out to get me for my money. Because I grew up hearing that in my family of origin. And so then necessarily that person then is drawn to women like that, which amplify the, you know, it's called confirmation bias. Amplify your pre-existing view of looking at the world. That's what we're drawn to. And only later on, so then let's say you're in therapy and, and the therapist says, why don't you try to date somebody else, you know? Like not necessarily the woman you're meeting from Tinder that's already asked what car do you drive and you already are like oh yeah sure um I I know what that is that's why I bought a good car in the first place you know because uh, I'm a heterosexual and I want to get laid and of course all women care about cars and then like you could look at all the other messages where women didn't ask about cars or anything remotely like that and the guy just like kind of mm, I don't know he's just not as interested in those conversations yeah the girl's pretty but whatever like he's really just mostly drawn to the back and forth between him and the shallow woman because this is what his brain, his gut or his brain or whatever is telling him um, to be drawn to. The fantasy then being to uh, hook in this woman, this is the subconscious fantasy, hook in this woman and change her into somebody who doesn't care what car he drives. But she's fucking asking what car he drives in the goddamn first interaction. So you see why this might go poorly and lead to a bad relationship overall when you're not um, really actively working to get outside your comfort zone and date different kind of people. Always people that you find physically attractive, as I said, that one you can't really change, but um, not people that go into the same exact dysfunctional pattern. You know, so with women, frequently, they are just ignoring really not even, doesn't even come to the... It doesn't even come to the level of relevance to them when there are these guys who do not act like assholes. <laughs> and this isn't all women, even remotely. These are the women that grew up in very dysfunctional families, unfortunately. It's like for a guy to get their attention, he has to be an asshole. Because otherwise, it's like almost like she doesn't believe it's real. It's kind of like I always talk about this analogy with clients. Um, 
when you watch shows like The Bachelor or something, um, and as I've talked about, watching reality TV can be very educational and it can be a good thing to talk with uh, your spouse about. So if you're a man listening, your wife wants to watch reality TV with you, do that and actually talk about the people and their personalities and what's familiar to you, what's not, which one are you like, which one is she like. That could be a that that is a very useful conversation as it gives people a starting point to talk about issues of personality and relationships. But that's an aside. So things like The Bachelor, um, people who've grown up, and I know things are scripted on The Bachelor, et cetera, et cetera, but not everything. You know, what you do have is people who do, at least for, you know, the, the temporariness of the situation, they do want to attract the person, right? So it's interesting to see how people go about that. And then they go back to the families of origin and haven't watched the show in years. I assume it's the same. Uh, they go back to the family. They introduce the family. And these people that get to the end rounds, usually they have these like really big happy families where people are very open about their feelings. <laughs> and yes, they are trained to do this by the cameras, but there's plenty of families that wouldn't do that for the camera, that would never in their life be able to say something like, sweetheart, he seems like a very good guy and whatever decision you make, I'll be happy for you. People that could not even say that and their kid would not even have the camera crew come back to the family. You do see this in some of the later ones since this got more prevalent. There are some people who are like, um, my parents won't do that. Like, I'm on the show, but my parents will not support me. We cannot go back to my family to introduce them to The Bachelor, despite that I am, you know, one of the finalists because my, my family just won't, will not um, engage like that. I always feel bad for those people, you know, because those parents are not being supportive. And they obviously then these people came from dysfunctional families. So e e either way, the point is that when you watch these shows as an adult child of dysfunctional family, you're like, wait, people like say to each other, I'm ready for a committed relationship. I can't wait to spend more time with you. Nah, that shit's fake. Nobody talks like that. What guys usually say is stuff like, I'm busy tonight. Maybe I'll text you later and we can fuck. Oh, that makes sense. You know, that's, that's one I've gotten in my inbox, you know, so it makes sense. They're like, they don't even understand that people, and yes, of course, these things are partially scripted, but they don't understand that there are even men in the world who would go on TV and say that, even if they were handed a cue card to say that, because all the men that they have interacted with have been incredibly emotionally avoidant, because that's what they're drawn to from their family of origin. So the point here is this. Trust your gut only works if you were raised in a super happy family and uh, your gut is trained on very functional relationships. For people who are not, you know, and there are many, then you can't trust your gut. You got to do like checks, reality checks. A therapist is a good person to do reality checks with, you know, and so are friends. And so a lot of times you, when you grow up in a dysfunctional family, your gut is going to be wrong. So if, and you could tell by, do you have a pattern of unhappy relationships in your past? Well, shit, your gut's been wrong then a lot. So instead of continuing to trust a gut that has not done much good to you, then why don't you get into therapy and figure out where your gut is right and where it's wrong? It's not your fault. It's not like your gut is broken. Your gut is just trained by your environment. If you are an abused animal, then you're, uh, that animal's gut tells it not to trust people. So it doesn't understand that like you want to be its new loving pet owner, you know, like because that's not what that pet associates with humans because its gut tells it that you are bad and dangerous because that's how this pet was raised.
right? It's not the pet's fault and it's not your fault that you are in an analogous situation. All right, so that was a a good question from my group and uh, please do subscribe. Next one will be subscriber and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.